Hey, hey, everyone. It's me, Louise. What? Oh, my God. I guess it's me, John. I'm just living it up in this big city, New York City, that is. Man, and I recording recording this podcast with my friend, West Coast, John. best coast. Right? Ugh, whatever. Blech. Anyway, this is the podcast... <laughs> Where we talk about all the great ideas that we all have that we ain't never gonna do. Not ever. Ever, ever. No, we're not. No. Um, But we want you to do them if you want to. Yes, please. I'm gonna get this all out of the way at the tippy top of the show. If you do have a great idea that you want us to talk about, call it into 304-804-IDEA. Write to us. Maybe you don't like the telephone for using it as a telephone, but you like using it as an email device. Email us at greatideapod at gmail.com. Uh, check out our socials at greatideapod. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash greatideapod. Uh, what else What else we got here, Louise? I mean, you found us here, so chances are you can find us other places too. You're a, you're a pretty tech-savvy listener. Yeah. You know what's up. Um, I guess and- on the Insta, on the Insta, on the Twitter, if you're looking for somebody who posts close to never, that's us. Our, our social media manager uh, has been sick for coming up on a year and a half. <laughs> uh, we hope that they're okay. Yeah. And ding, 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 ding. It's our two year anniversary episode. Whoa. <laughs> Everybody's so excited right now. Um, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I didn't get you anything. Yeah, me, I I that's fine. I got you the same <laughs> gift. Cool. Um, but we are giving our listeners the greatest gift of all, free entertainment. That's true. Also, yeah. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm so proud. Yeah, 37 episodes over the course of two years isn't a major accomplishment. Uh, but it is y'all don't it know how as a joke. It did start as a joke. Another thing that started as a joke is our podcast, Louisa to Beaver. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about each episode of Leave it to Beaver, of which there are many, check that podcast out. And uh, rate and review both podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, Google Podcasts, whatever it may be. Um, it'd mean a lot. Yeah. Tell all your friends. And look, if you love it and you want to give us five stars, we love that. If you're, you know, hate listening, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. We and don't want to continue to hate listen. <laughs> look, this is uh, cheaper than therapy. This that's very true. Um, I we have only one review, and it's the same one that we've had for a year. So we got to fill up, fill that up, folks. One for one. 
<laughs> it was a positive review. Um, so, Louise, we're not here to talk about our podcast. We're here to talk about great ideas. That's right. Yeah. You got anything, uh, any fresh ideas you want to talk about? I do have some fresh ideas. Speaking of so fresh and fresh, it is <laughs> the springtime. And if you're me, you're basically unaffected other than people complaining constantly about it being rainy, though spring is the wet season, or it being too hot because after a number of days where it's 50 degrees in a row, it's all of a sudden 88 and people are like, ah, where's my cool, not humid, 72 degree weather and sunny? And I'm like, jerks, move to L.A. That's not how this works. <laughs> um, but if you are like my fiance, you are greatly affected by all of the allergens floating around when stuff is blooming and bursting out all over. Um, so my great idea was very similar to an eye mask that people who crave the deep darkness when they sleep wear over their mm-hmm. eyes. Only it goes over. I don't have a spiffy name, but it goes over other than sleep mask. Um, your nose and your mouth kind of like winter sports style but it's a filter so that you can sleep with the windows open in the sweet sweet springtime and feel that luscious breeze on your face or in your hair as your head is nestled on the tip of your pillow without being choked to death by all that pollen and spores or whatever else is happening outside that's making you want to die spores i don't know i do like a nice alfresco snoozerino especially when it's just cold enough that you can pile on even more blankets and still be super comfortable without immediately sweating yeah it's lovely i as a sufferer unless you have allergies right as a sufferer of seasonal allergies i i will say when people complain about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the pits. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Allergies. Allergies. I just Catch had. Catch your Z's. I just. That, that just happened. And put your nose at ease. Oh, it's already a With commercial. With allergies. It's already a radio commercial. Yeah. No one will hear it. <laughs> this Get episode is sponsored by allergies mm-hmm. uh no i love it um i feel like it would take some getting used to yeah probably not that, cute probably not very cute unless you get some like you know like lisa frank to design some uh Ooh. some some snazzy covers for it um it doubles or, as like a mask that can scare burglars. That is a bonus. Unless they are also affected by seasonal allergies and they're just like, hey, you got an allergies. Me too. I too. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was thinking of getting one. How does that work? And it's like, you're robbing me. Stop this. <laughs> and then they like reach out in front like cartoon style and grab it off your face. Yoink. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a cool idea. I feel like anything that can be done to help with seasonal allergies is totally a great idea. Um, and though I'm not a sufferer, I feel like Americans generally, and not you, and not me, but Americans generally are like, I have this problem. Give me pills. Right. And this would be like a really cool non-pill way to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I do take an over-the-counter antihistamine whatever. And uh, I got to say, this year, it's not working as well as it used to. I don't know if I've built up a tolerance I mean, what you you say that you take them. I know people that pop them like candy and it's still not working. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Those That's... people are drowsy a lot of the day. Not <laughs> yeah, right? not not an aforementioned fiance, but other people. Maybe that's why I'm kind of out of it today. Earlier, I was just like, whoa, I haven't done anything today, but I still feel drained. Maybe it's that. Yeah. I'll give Maybe you three that. guesses, and the first two aren't allergies. <laughs> um, so, talking about things with clever names, I've got an idea for an app. And I know that normally I'm not coming up with names for these things, but this one is uh, its kind of designed around the name of it. So, as you know... We got our Instagram. We all love Instagram. It's great. People have their stories. It's got filters. It's fun, whatever. But what if there was a, a, a very specific social media app that was very specific to everybody's favorite way to compare and contrast two things, the Venn diagram. And you can just have it call, be called Venn diagram. Ah. Uh. Love it's it. got the gram built in. Everybody loves Venn diagrams. It's true. I love it. What What does a honky tonk bar have in common with screen actor Vin Diesel? V- take a look at this Venn diagram and you'll see where they intersect. Uh, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's like the visual more efficient Six degrees of separation. Go on. Well, you might have to do, I mean, I don't have like a an example right off the top of my head, but don't people normally do like Kevin Bacon and he's also the lead singer of the Bacon Brothers f- rock band. <laughs> yes. And rock band was a game console thing where you played fake instruments and instruments are I mean you know I don't I'm just working with it but at least in the Venn diagram it would be like boop boop and the stuff in the middle like you know Venn diagram like a Venn diagram wants to do uh all the time um yeah totally I mean look it's 2018 everybody's getting creative with everything else you think outside the Venn diagram and put it inside the Venn diagram of your choosing. Yeah. 
Or, okay, so I was talking to my mom today about uh, Reykjavik. Okay. And we were talking about this hot dog shop that she'd never heard of. And you say, right, because I've heard of this hot dog shop, and you know who else has? William Vin Diesel, Clinton. star of oh okay, oh oh I was gonna William say, Jefferson Clinton. Yeah, so if you put in like Iceland and hot dogs, the app could just put saxophone oh. former president <laughs> in the middle. So what you're saying is that this app can also generate the commonalities between two yes. seemingly separate things yes interesting in ways that that, in fun and interesting ways that maybe you wouldn't think about like i think it's just that on a trip to iceland president clinton had a hot dog at said hot dog stand it's i think it's a pretty standard place to visit if you're a hot dog eater and in iceland i mean standard as standard can be right i mean Nothing says Iceland more than a hot dog. And a waterfall. Well, yeah, waterfall, yeah, for sure. And also just, like, uh, photos of, like, very blue, crazy, lagoony things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and saxophone president William Jefferson Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And the name is so great. It's already there for you. I wish that like it would be socially acceptable to name a child Venn diagram. Cuz that's a pretty that'd be a pretty cool name. As the first name last name? First name middle name. Okay. And then the last name just anything Whatever the that last a last name, name is. is. Yeah. Because. Be, although it would be a really cool name for a dog. Oh my God. It'd be a great name for a dog. I mean, Imagine if you were walking kid, down though. the street. What was that? It'd be a great name for a kid. Oh, for sure. But like if you named your, if you named a dog Venn diagram, then no one's going to be like, you know, chit chatting about you with all the other moms and dads look hate is gonna hate though so i mean that's the first time i've ever said that seriously but (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i don't know people name their kids such crazy things why is that any crazier oh i'm just saying in a world in which that would be socially acceptable you know that'd be pretty cool but like if you were walking down the street and you saw like a crazy looking dog and you're like oh hey what's your dog's name because let's face it you and i probably ask that question more than every time we see a dog yeah and the person said oh its name is venn diagram you would love that and not stop raving about how amazing it was and also venn diagram is a really great name for any kind of mutt any kind of mix yeah. Because that's exactly what that's it is. That's what it is. It yeah. is the intersection of, let's take my dog, for example, a blue healer and a Boston Terrier. What do you get when you cross the two of them? Daisy. Mm-hmm. Right, Daisy? 
and how. Yeah. It also feels like it would be a really fun name to call out into an open field, like Venn diagram, like when you want it to come <laughs> a running. Right. Yeah. Venn. Venny. Venn diagram. <laughs> Venn diagram. Diagrammy. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that that's another great idea. Ugh. So many off the cuff, like great things happening. Allergies. Yeah. Well. Venn diagram. So, what what else do you have in your uh, in your in your master list of okay. great ideas? Hard emotional shift. <gasps> I got no segue, but I was recently on a car trip. I drove. Well, I didn't drive. I was a passenger, but I was riding in a car for uh-huh. a long period of time. And there was both rain and shine on this trip. <laughs> and I was thinking there's got to be a better way to get the glare off the windshield when you're driving into the sun, into the west, into the setting sun, or right. whether you're driving at night and you get someone's brights in your mm-hmm. face or whatever. So I was thinking there has to be some way to either like a different windshield wiper fluid that's like SPF or something onto your windshield to like dampen that glare that would still be sort of safe or like absorb the the brightness but the tint would go away or mm-hmm. uh maybe sort of like a a shade of some kind that can retract. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. What if the car could have like a little dial you can press and like a kind of like the bill of a hat comes out of the front and like blocks out some of the uh, the sun. I mean, yeah, if, if it's like complete like sunset and it's like right in front of you, then that's not going to work. But like... Essentially, just like having your car wear a little hat. Very aerodynamic. Perfect for Not the mountains. Not at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but like I like that same idea in in the cartooniness of it because mm-hmm. when I was trying in the car, like, ah, how can I get this out of my face and my eyeballs? I right. was like, there needs to be a moment where you could just press a big red button. It's like force field on, and then it like right. Poof, a little bubble around your car so you could like just see till you get around the bend or something. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't That's, have a snappy name. It's not like really practical or doable. I'm not sure about the technology, but I want it. Right. There must be a better way. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this earlier today about like, and this doesn't, this isn't specific to what you're talking about, but that is a, an issue that cars have had since cars existed. And everything else about cars, we have, and by we, I mean like people who make cars, have updated or changed. So like we're behind on that kind of thing. But yeah, earlier today I was just thinking like when I was growing up, like we had this kind of car mm-hmm. and if I saw that exact car right now, I'd be like, man, that's an old car. Who's driving that piece of junk? But at the time, it was like really cool. So it's like right now, 
there's all these crazy cars coming out. But, you know, in 20 years, it's going to be like, man, what a woofer. Can't believe I used to drive that kind of thing. But um, yeah. it, it does Side apply, though. question. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, did you guys take a bunch of trips growing up? We took one main trip? trip for a few summers. Uh, we I, I grew up in New Jersey, and we drove down to Georgia. I think two years we drove. Uh, other times we flew, but uh, I think the two years we drove. And I played a lot of Game Boy. Oh, I played a lot of Game Boy, too. Question. Did uh-huh. you guys have... Uh, because listeners... I don't know if you've put two and two together, but in my family, it was basically just me and Mare. Um, in John's family, he's the baby. Oh. Yeah, two older brothers, Mama, Papa. That's it. So, just, did you guys yeah. have like a regular sort of, you know, family car, and it was like the three of you boys crammed in the back seat, or did you have? Oh like, yeah. Um, I, I'd say that at this time it was probably like a Mercury Sable station wagon. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, because sometimes growing up, my mom and I would piggyback on mm -hmm. other family trips. So it would be like my aunt Donna and her two girls and my uncle Mark and mm-hmm. maybe my Uncle Dean and then my mom and me. And somehow in my brain, I'm on the floor of huh. the car, like coloring or playing a travel trouble where you like pop the button. The little pop bubble. Right. Or I'm playing Game Boy. Lots of Game Boy. But I'm sitting in like paper and crayons on the floor for like hours and I thought nothing of it at the time and I'm sure my family thought nothing of it and they were like they're quiet and they're doing stuff great let them go and while in Pittsburgh uh, I stayed with some friends and they have two boys and recently they had taken a different car to pick up their niece from daycare, which meant they had to change the car seats in some way because the niece is much younger than their two boys. So Mm -hmm. when they went the next day to pick up the four-year-old, almost five, from school, they had like the wrong car seat or they were like missing Mm. one car seat. And the mom was like, you can sit in the front with your seatbelt on, you know, crisscross applesauce if you want, whatever is going to keep you happy and strapped in and sitting there for the 10 blocks that we're driving right? in, you know, a small area. Not small, but small to me because I live in New York. Um, And big if you go back to where I'm thinking from, from Iowa. Not the point. In any case, (laughs) and she relayed this story to me when she got home and I was thinking to myself like, "Uh uh-huh. Not realizing, like, you would completely panic if you had to put your child in a car with no car seat. And also, like, safety standards have changed a ton. Like, now, I think that until you're, like, I don't know, 9 or 
10 or something like that. Like some, and I think it's by weight, but like you have to sit in these like boostery seats. Like there's these little car seats for kids that aren't like strap them in, lock them in tight, but they are different from just the regular seat. Yeah. So it's like, Hmm. but it's it's just like funny because I feel like, how young was I sitting on the floor for hours at a time, not trying to incriminate anybody, but, right. you know, like, ah, oh, no. kids are on the floor, but, like... It was a different time. Yeah. I just wondered if you guys got restless in the back seat and finally somebody was like, I'm moving to the floor. No, there wouldn't have been any room on the floor. Hmm, okay. I don't different think. cars. Yeah, because that's, like, case, you know... Yeah, I don't know. Um... We were pretty content with our little Game Boys and headphones and stuff. Oh, my God. You guys were such angels. We were not. Well, <laughs> I mean, we were we were relatively chill as long as we had that. And it's like thinking about it, it's like, man, now as a parent, it's like, oh, there's something I can give to my child that will keep them occupied? Great. <laughs> It, I don't know. It's great. But yes, that's that pesky sun. Got to be a yeah, better way wow. to keep that glare out. I mean, we're just really falling behind. It's really, really true. Um, so, okay, this uh, this next one is relevant because it has to do with travel. And it's another app one. What are you going to do about it? Uh, could be a website. But how many times, Louise, have you traveled and wanted to take public transportation, but the uh, the way that it like works confused you? Like you didn't know if you needed exact change, exactly how much it was going to be, how transfers work. Uh, uh, where... How many times? Almost every time. <laughs> yeah, and especially if you're in a foreign country with a different language, it's just like a big guessing game. Or you have to hope that there's somebody who speaks the same language as you who works there who can explain mm-hmm. it to you uh, in a polite way. Um, and that's yeah. like not even talking about service changes for construction or oh, late pff, night or totally. get out of town. Oh, yeah. I mean, in New York, I feel like every time I'm there, there's like some weirdness going on where... Whichever train I want to take just happens to not be running that day. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So an app slash website where you type in um, Istanbul and it's like, oh, here is how their system works. I'm assuming they have some sort of public transportation system. I just kind of pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. Shrug. Um, But yeah, so it just says like, Okay, so for this one, you know, here are your options. You have, you know, an elevated train and a bus, for example. And the buses, uh, you know, work this way. Uh, There is an app you can download. Here is the link. And then everything can get taken care of within the app. Make sure to show it to the person as you're coming on. There's a thing to scan. Scan that. And then it's like you don't have to play that guessing game. It just tells you right in front of you. Like, here's what you do. Here's how you do it. Yeah, that would be super, super helpful. I mean, 
it doesn't even have to be in a foreign country. It doesn't even have to be in a place where they don't speak your language. I remember the first time I was in Boston and trying to use the transit system. I was out with people. I believe they call it the T. The T. Um, I was out with people and we were like raging and like, you know, having a good time. And people were like, we got to go, the T. And I was like, what are you talking about? And apparently it like stops. Right. At two yeah. or something, which was such a weird concept for me because I was like, wait, how do you get home? And this was before right. Uber, by the by. And I was just like so confused because in New York, the trains are less frequent. Oh, my God. I'm such that person in New York. Um, <laughs> but well, I side note to listeners, anybody listening for the first time thing about me, I tried to live in L.A. for about four months and I would go to dog right. parks every day and hiking trails because I was neurotic and I had not anything to do but the show that I was doing at night. And so I would meet people and I realized quickly into my stay that I started almost every sentence with a new person. Well, in New York, dot, dot, dot. And then started to discover how annoying that is. And then I just did it and caught myself. But um, the T stops So it really would have been super helpful before I decided to put on a cute outfit and pregame and then leave at 11 instead of 830 with my friends to go to this place to go have a good time that I I was going to need to worry how I was going to get back to where I needed to go. Um, Or it would be helpful if it was like, little alerts like this part you're going to be above ground this part you're going to be below ground like little right yeah little things like that because sometimes you're like oh I'll just call you on my cell phone on the train oh my god I'm underground right yeah, yeah. I don't know I'm trying to I'm trying to think of other things too or like when Chris and I went to Japan uh we got tipped off by a friend but if you mm-hmm. buy your transit tokens or cards or whatever in the country they're like twice as expensive as if you get yeah as if you you can it's called the the like Japanese railway pass I think don't quote me but if you buy it they'll ship it to you in your home country because you can't buy them in Japan you can only buy them outside of Japan but in J- in Japan there's public trains and private trains mm-hmm. and they use different um like systems of pay sometimes you pay by ride sometimes you pay by distance sometimes mm-hmm. you and you don't have to like necessarily go in and out of the turnstile but it and the connections are different but in any case if you have this pass which I don't know, I think was like $150. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just sort of like your get out of jail free pass. You're like, but I have my pass. Right. And it worked cool. on both the public and the private. And it was like, wow, if I could have just downloaded the app and it would have been like, look, you can do all this this way. But since you're not in Japan, do this. Right. 
like that would have been super helpful too. I mean, I, I, I had a word of mouth friend, but right. an app would have been helpful as well. We love apps. Gal, we're living in a time where we're hacks yeah, for apps. Totally. You're actually cool. cool. Um, just a quick timeout. You're cutting out a little bit. Oh, like you're freezing up. Uh, should we hang up and call again? Yeah. Okay, I could. I couldn't tell if you were frozen. <laughs> then yeah, I'm not stopping my recording, recording though. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about now? Uh, uh, you're a little choppy. Still, Which still? is very weird. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to uh, actually, let's see. No. Oh, I now can, you're um, like freeze, freeze McFreezer. Freeze McFreezer. I'm going to um, prioritize my computer with the Wi-Fi. Okay. How do you do uh, that? Can I do that? Uh, I have Google... Wi-Fi. So I have like it's my my router is a Google thing and it's got like these little actually here it is. These little things right here around the house Frozen. and it's like a little mesh system. So you're not moving, you're right, not talking. Well, Connection lost. Ah. Oh, wait, there you are. There you are. No. Are we good? Okay, I see this. Okay. Okay. Uh, Shall I move on? Yeah. Okay. So challenges. Oh, challenges. I still have some more ideas, but if if you're ready for challenges. I mean, give me what you got. No, let's wait. Uh, I I definitely want to talk about one more thing because it's something that's been... uh, on my mind a lot lately and I hope that you're all sitting down for this because you are not going to believe what you're about to hear our friendly listeners Louise you a fan of the television program the wonder years I am a super fan you're a super fan okay imagine if a new like box set or streaming thing or whatever came out that was every episode of the wonder years but instead of daniel stern doing the narration of future kevin arnold it's fred savage now what would i do with an amazing (laughs) idea like that yeah i would rewatch every episode you would rewatch every episode it is a no brainer you uh, i don't whoever has the distribution rights or whatever to the wonder years uh all you have to do is just you know isolate the audio tracks remove daniel stern have uh fred savage read in word for word syllable for syllable the same exact way daniel stern did it and you're done or it his own take... way what's that or his own way or his own way sure it could change everything. 
I Interesting. love it. And there's essentially no more work to be done. Right. Because it's already written. Mm-hmm. You would just need to pay Fred Savage for his sweet, sweet time and sweet, sweet talent. Yeah. I'm sure there's like other things to pay for. But like, yeah, that's probably the biggest cost. Right. But like, seriously, people would buy that. It is a specialty item to the max. And that is a show where like, I mean, everybody, everybody who has watched it would watch it again, especially sure. with I mean, this feature. I probably watch it again without that feature. I'm overdue. Yeah, I was. OK, <laughs> so side rant about things like this. If we're going to continue to throw money at George Lucas to re-edit, recut, you know, restyle different screen sizes, whatever, uh-huh. all the Star Wars and like take us down wormholes of characters that we no longer care about or whatever, right. I don't know. Um, P.S. I like love Star Wars as well and I'll probably still see everything that comes out but it just makes me mad when there's like special director's edition but like this particular show I feel like you would just what do like by season because it's not like a feature that you would go pay like $22 in the theater to see right you know what I mean it It would be like part of your Netflix package or you'd like buy the box set for that season or um and I'm happy to support this show again right Ooh, other side rant have you seen the re-edited Arrested Development I have not we have talked about this oh I so let me See if I can remember how you explain it. What's it called? I think it's called Arrested Development Fateful Consequences. Fateful Con. So it's that fourth Netflix season recut? Yeah. Because before they were like character driven, hour right. to hour and 20 minute episodes, there were fewer of them. And the fans went. Hey, what gives? Yeah, and I wasn't loving they, it. I wasn't loving it as well. Um, and so they had all the footage. I think they took a lot of the fan criticism, critique, and thought, huh, that's what you guys wanted? Well, we didn't need to be experimental. And then re-spliced right. it. Like, I don't think any new scenes were filmed. I think they just uh-huh. recut it. And now there's like the quippier 22 minute episodes. Fateful consequences. And it's like, I'm loving it. I think I'm only like three or four episodes in. Okay, I'll check it out. But I'm loving it. Is it on Netflix? It is. Interesting. Okay. But but anyway, the, the grander point of talking about this is you wouldn't even need to do that. You wouldn't even need to take any of the footage and clip it together differently. You just need the voiceover editing. 
Right. It's true. It might actually change things in a in a really interesting way. Well, the only way we're going to find out exactly what it does is if somebody makes it happen. <gasps> somebody somewhere do it. Fred, if you're listening, Mr. Savage, big fans, make this happen, bro. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We're putting it out there. It's out there now. But we got to talk about challenges. Hell. So what did I challenge you to in the last episode? In the last episode, because it was recently after I became engaged. Um, Engaged. Yes. Uh, you challenged <laughs> yes. me to wedding registries. And I got to tell you, um, I didn't think this was something that I was going to have any opinions about at all. I'm not sure any of my opinions are going to be helpful. Or if these are just things that everybody thinks, but I don't know why they are the way that they are. Um, Mm -hmm. First off, let me just say, times have changed. This is not two young kids who bought a house and need to fill it right with stuff like this is a different time a different era people have different priorities also chris and i have been living together for quite some time we are much older than what parents of the past used to be when they i'm not a right. parent but like i just mean like when i think about people when they're like oh my other parents got parents. married when they were 21 whatever um and they got this china for their wedding. I don't know. I don't need right. that stuff. I don't want that stuff. Um so I also find the whole idea of making a registry or hoping people buy things for me like moderately repulsive. Um <laughs> right. But, um if I'm going to go down this journey uh we need some better tech. Uh, in the past when using other people's registries autofill the shipping address mm-hmm. isn't auto that um, should be a necessity I don't that should be yeah I like, don't know people's enter, addresses no well and like that's like the uh, first of all I had to find your registry I had to be notified that you had one or Google it myself. I've already done that legwork. Now I'm going to click on the thing that you want and then go through the online purchasing of it and then refer to a contact list. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where you live, maybe. Right. Specifically. I mean, I guess I kind of know where you live. You're my friend. But um, that field should autofill without question. Right. Secondly... Some registries that I have used in the past don't have a field to leave a message. So you're like going through this whole process of set, of like picking out, purchasing and sending somebody something and then they get it and they're like, huh, got this thing. Don't know who it's from. Right. What? There were a few where I had to like play detective 
when I got married to like figure out. Yeah. But yeah, like why isn't that like, I mean, sure, if you're going to go randomly picking out a crystal punch bowl for your friend who loves Waterford, I don't know. Um, or just punch. Or just punch. And you forget to put a note in. Great. But if you're going to a registry, that should be part of right. like the information that Big Brother has already taken from you. Yeah. Help us out, Big Brother. Um, and then the next thing that is sometimes <laughs> annoying, oftentimes annoying, ain't nothing else but annoying, is when you have to go back to the registry page and mark the gift as purchased. Right. I Why? can't believe that things still do that. Uh, okay, so bottom line, better tech. How is this a problem? This is a multi-billion dollar company per year. Company. Industry. Um, right. How is this not better? Well, I think that another thing that we need to discuss is a much bigger issue and that is gift giving for weddings because as you said earlier you know especially like for you guys you already have a bunch of stuff and honestly it's like as great as a a a big fat check is i don't think that people should be paying me money for getting married what about people who choose not to get married do they not deserve your money yeah, it's a little fishy. Yeah, I'm already getting like some sort of tax break for uh, filing jointly. It's not like I need, yeah. You know, I, I, look, I love I love money for nothing, but I uh, I don't believe that a gift is necessary, especially if, FYI, I'm traveling to somebody's wedding. The gift is my presence there. Right. The I spent a lot of money. Presence. Yeah, right. I spent a lot of money on airfare and a hotel and taxi and all like you don't have a all refrigerator, so every meal except the rehearsal dinner if you're invited to that or right. the dinner at the wedding if there is that. I've been to some weddings yeah. where it's like it's a strolling dinner, so you just kind of have to like find the cater waiter with the tray that you want mm-hmm. and keep you know picking as much as you can. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you too. I'll take money for nothing all the time, but when it's attached to my union to another person, it makes me feel weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, there are so many other issues with marriage, especially in this country that, uh, it's like a, a lot of it just feels a little sleazy but there's just so many customs and traditions oh i can't even start to talk about the garter belt uh i can't no not today let's keep it positive we didn't do anything like that uh our parties so what we did okay my wife and i live in portland used to live in la and i'm from new jersey my wife is from here in portland So we had a very small gathering out here in Portland the day after we got married in a courthouse, right after there was a murder sentencing in the same courtroom. True story. Nice. uh, New detail I didn't know. 
Uh, you didn't know that? Yeah. No, Murder sentencing. I love it though. So we, uh, after the actual city hall situation, we, it was just like pretty much immediate family and we went out to dinner. Very nice. Uh, some friends of mine from LA uh, knew, found out that we were having a dinner there and they called and purchased us a couple bottles of champagne. That was super nice. Lovely. That very lovely. So then, um, yeah, the next day we had just like a little gathering for like other people, co- like Laura's cousins and aunts and uncles and that kind of stuff. We had a small get together in L.A. for all of our friends in L.A. And, you know, we just rented out a room like a back room at a bar slash brewery. And it was very chill and a lot of fun. And like they had all of the food and drink already there. We didn't have to like get a caterer or anything. And then um, I gave my mother permission to plan a little get together for us in New Jersey and it's not like we wanted to do any of these things but it was because people expected it and you know it was because if we didn't do it they would have been upset so we just said whatever we'll do something so that one I mean there was uh it was a very you were there it was a very casual gathering Oh, yeah. Right. I was there, and I believe I was matching your mom. Oh, probably. We took and a she cute probably, buddy picture. And she probably loved that more than anything. I loved uh, it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have. Um, but, like, even though all of those things were, like, super chill and easy, it was still way more than I ever would have ever wanted to do. And I just don't like big to-dos at all. Or even little to-dos. I, first of all, I'm a narcissistic only child actress. I love big to-dos. Not this kind. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's different. I am a choosing beggar. I want all of that, but not like that. Um, You know, (laughs) listeners, Louise, you and I went to a very cool, very small wedding in St. Louis a few years back. Sure did. Uh, that and it was at City Museum. Mm-hmm. And it was like really cool, a really fun, different thing to do. It wasn't like a zillion of the, you know, bride and grooms like relatives. It was mostly younger people. And I don't know if they just have smaller families or what, but like that was really neat. Cause it, it didn't was feel because really it didn't feel like your typical like wedding situation. Right. I think what they did uh, and the thing that was cool too it was like a destination wedding because neither right. one of them is from St. Louis but they were like hey oh yeah we, w- we want to travel we want it to be sort of weird and cool um, what can we do that's affordable but also different but also like everybody's traveling rather than like you know all of the grooms people coming from his hometown to the bride's hometown or or vice versa um and they had it at at city museum and the night before the wedding the museum stayed open for like two more hours and after the rehearsal dinner the wedding party came but all the other guests could come and enjoy all of the museum 
And so there's like a Ferris wheel on the roof and there's like a slide. There's like, like five the stories. world's largest slide or something like that. There's the world's largest hamster, uh, human hamster wheel. Right. The world's pencil. largest like pencil. Yeah. And so their ceremony was in like an Egyptian room or the a, something uh, like that. A, a bank vault or. There was a bank vault for sure. Yeah. And then. And then there was like the dinner and it was like one whole floor. And then we got wax paper to slide down the slides on so you didn't ruin like your right. nice clothes, which was like <laughs> such a cool idea. It's just that kind of cool idea and planning happens, but once in a lifetime, I think, unless you're just going to copy somebody. But um, back to registries because I'm not finished with my challenge before we oh. move on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm just uh, recording some video of my dog Daisy because she's asleep next to me and her face is doing really crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. Send it to me when you're done. Oh, I will. <laughs> um, All right. So, yeah, go on. Return policies. Uh. Those need to be better with registries. Um, I was chatting with a person recently about registries and reading the fine print and some places if you get a gift and have the gift receipt Mm -hmm. physically you have to go to the store like you can't even enter the barcode number online to get the like store credit then you can't even get like an actual refund if you return it the purchaser gets the refund that is crazy so it's just like how is this even happening some i think sometimes uh the gift receiver is responsible for the shipping as well like just the fine print has to be easier for the person getting the gift like ooh yes definitely there should also be like a box that you can check if you uh, don't want to be sent a thank you note yes 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 <laughs> i mean i yes in all caps period i mean enough is enough enough is enough that's I, right i love you I am using my almighty dollar to love you. Don't thank me. Yeah, I don't need a thank you. No. I will see that the, that the item has been delivered. I don't need any more. I, I know that you're grateful. I don't need you to write it. Yeah. And mail it and to me. And if the thank you can be a hug and a smile... Or a text. Or a text. but Text is fine. Everything, as I alluded to before, in this billion-dollar industry is, like, elaborate, foil, embossed Mm -hmm. on whatever. This paper is crazy expensive. And then to mail it, and it's a weird size, and it doesn't, like, needs extra postage, or I don't Mm -hmm. know. Enough is enough. Um, yeah. Then there has to be different 
I don't know how to say this any other way than we got to start to talk about taboo things in this country. Uh, Whether that's like pregnancy or money or like cultural things, we got to start talking because the sooner we start talking about it, the sooner we can become comfortable with it and the sooner Mm -hmm. I can register for people in my life that love me to pay for a photographer because all I really want are a couple of really cute pictures of me being really super happy on a special day. Yeah. I don't want the china. I don't want the vacuum. I don't want the blender. I think another thing to consider for something like a wedding is like, all right, let's say it's your birthday and you go out with like 10 of your friends and you just like go out for dinner and drinks. Who's paying for that? Everybody but you. Right. How come a wedding is the exact opposite? Yes. How come? It's perplexing. It is perplexing. Yeah. Yeah, the That's RSVP. That's such a good point. The RSVP should come with like, oh, uh, great, you're gonna come. You want to get the um, the vegetarian selection, then enclose a check for sixty dollars, and that will cover this, this, that, and that, and that. And uh, first of all, if people still, if people want to go ahead and do that in lieu of a gift then it's like they probably come out spending a lot less money and everybody gets what they want. And then you don't have crap that you don't need and you have your whole thing paid for. Because weddings are so expensive. So expensive. And it's not just crap that you don't need. It's also your time that it's going to take you to like unpack it, sort it out, repack it bring it to the store right talk to a representative like about returning it like it's it's not only the thing it's your time also um I just had a thought that I didn't think about before but it's like we are living in terms of weddings 50 to 70 years ago where you met somebody in your town and you married somebody in your town and both families were from around your town. Uh And like, I don't know, and maybe it's just the circle of friends I keep, anyone that that is the case for. Right. Uh, Not one person. So I will say this, and granted, these are people who grew up in Portland, so it's a... You know, it's a big city, but I do have friends who have been married for over 11 years now who uh, were high school honeys. Okay. Yeah. And it is an anomaly. So you know two. Well, they have. They are two that have become one. Right. I know one couple. <laughs> uh, but everybody because else... Because otherwise I'm thinking like there is significant travel overnight right time commitment and money that goes into this that 50 70 years ago did not at all 100% know Mm -hmm. you were not marrying someone from the other coast yeah and then asking your entire family to go to another place for oh yes 
Yeah, I mean, my parents, they didn't live in the same town, but they they lived nearby one another, and at the time, so did their families, so. Right, or if you grew up, let's say, in Iowa, you were either going to go to, you know, Iowa State, UNI, or the University of Iowa. Uh-huh. So even if you, like, met your person at college it was still basically the same place, kind of. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, now maybe less people meet in college that they marry that person, or again, maybe it's my circle of friends, or you're not going to the college in the state that you lived in. Mm -hmm. So like that's maybe a little different as well. I don't know. Again, could just be my circle, but... I don't know. There's the a less... lot more travel involved now. Yeah. That's the just point. Generally. Yeah. Um, the final thing I'm going to say about wedding registries, just because uh-huh. like I have not even begun to like, and I hope to not have a long engagement at all. I know that a lot of factors go into why people pick the days they pick to get married. And part of it is just uh-huh. like, there's so long of waiting lists at the right. venue you want to do it. So then like, you can't hire the caterer or the florist until you get the venue secured and like X, Y, Z. But um, I wish there was like a basic registry that like uh-huh. had a bunch of crap on it that like people need or think that they need. And then you could go through and edit it so that like right away when you're like, we got engaged. um. Because inevitably there's like the terrible, horrible, insensitive, stupid questions people ask you immediately after. Like you call people five hours after it happens and the first thing they say after congratulations is when is the wedding? And you're like, right. beep, I don't know. I don't know when that is. I just beep, 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 yeah. engaged <laughs> um, is how I feel. But um, and it's like. Then for the people that ask that, you could just respond like, here, this is my registry. And you could just not have to worry about it or think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And or like a class that would teach you how to do it. Like you can sign up for the premium package of the class, like and maybe even an online course or like something. Uh And it's like instead of taking a gun on a weekend and, and going to a store and like beep, boop, boop, all of the codes. That kind of gun. Got it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're living in a 2018 a like scary world. No, I'm sorry. No, I meant like a a scanner. A little zapper. Yeah. A scanner, not a gun, a scanner. Um, And like walking through the store, which inevitably if your wedding is a year, a year and a half, two years away, those items are not even going to be available anymore. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because seasonally the store changes out their merchandise. Sure. So- Instead of like, you know, going through and doing that and wasting a day and then people searching the internet for these specific, you know, tumblers that you thought you wanted, but you don't, you don't have a place to store them and you didn't love them in the first place and definitely in 10 years you're not going to like them. I don't know. I'm just making this right. up. Um, just sort of like a class that would be like, this is kind of how you do it and you can cater it to the way you need it. I also know there's mm-hmm. like, you know, in lieu of a gift, we would like you to donate to this charity, which I think right. is lovely. That's um, one of the things that we did. Yeah. And it is the, not in lieu of a gift. It is a gift, but 
not directly to us. Oh, yeah. Not a physical gift to me. Right. But still a gift. Yes. Agreed. Um, The sticky part of that becomes like different values. Yeah, you know, we did, there's one website, I you could Google it if you want, but it basically, it's like registries for charities, and we selected ones that were important to us. We did uh, the organization that we um, adopted Daisy from. We did uh, a, my wife is an attorney, and she was active with a group in Los Angeles called Mental Health Advocacy Services that gives uh, legal representation to people who um, who are you know have special needs for their mental health who aren't able to otherwise get the representation. Um, so she was active with that. Uh, so that was one. You know, there there's like other things that were important to us that we thought that it would be worth it for you know people to get in on. It. And when people did that. It made us a lot happier than when people would buy us, I don't know, stuff for our kitchen, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. yeah, those things. I also wish that there was a way to do that and have it go to, I mean, I know people want to know what they're giving to and like, I don't want to call anybody out for anything terrible, but um it is coming up on Tony season, just for me to shift slightly. Okay. And uh, I love the theater. I always want to support it in any way that I can, mostly by going to shows because that's like an experience for me as well. And I like right. just having someone else's story or emotion affect me in whatever way that it does. Um, and then after the Tonys, typically on Father's Day, which is weird. But typically mm-hmm. on Father's Day, it's just the week after the Tonys, um, there is a, a a big celebration charity show called Broadway Bears, B-A-R-E-S. Okay. And it's, um, you know, a huge dance celebration. All the participants fundraise on their own and fundraise as teams. And then twice a year, the Broadway community asks the audience members with the red buckets to go out and give money. Um uh-huh. To support Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. And I have heard stories. I have not been affected by this personally. But I have heard stories from friends that have danced in the event. Mm -hmm. That certain family members of theirs feel weird giving money to like a it's it's essentially a campy striptease. Uh-huh. Like it's not meant to titillate. It's meant to like be fun or at least that's right. my interpretation of it. And that's me as like a pretty fun, free spirit, supportive of and tolerant of all love. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been stories that I've heard from friends where people uh, – maybe don't want to donate to that person's campaign because they don't support same-sex relationships right. and think that XYZ about the the charity in general. And with all of that said, I 
don't want somebody to not give my wedding registry charity the money because of what they believe. Like I almost wish there would be a way for me to be like, and this is going to go to my favorite animal charity. Right. And this is going to go to my favorite like Broadway charity. Where right. Like, yeah, that's why we had so a that, lot, like five different options to. Right. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's just such a fine line between like, I would rather be oblivious uh-huh. to who is doing that donating or do they donate anonymously? I guess I'm like off on a tangent now and this doesn't really matter because Uh, I, I no, it's not anonymous. Like you find out what the person contributed and what they contributed to. But I mean, it all gets filed. I think like under your name, not the person who's giving it. I'm not, I'm, I can't remember exactly. Oh, I don't even care about that credit. I just mean like, the person that I generally would have thought in my brain, like, good guy, love him. Like, ugh. Right. I know. Oh, I now know. I'm getting deep in it. What did I challenge yeah. you to? Let's move on. You challenged me to luggage. And ah! it might have even been on the last episode, maybe the one before that. But we were, and I'm thinking this is mostly you, but uh, you were talking, you know, yeah, you were talking about how, you prefer to travel if at all possible with like nothing. Yeah. Just like, you know, the, the clothes you're wearing, your phone, a charger, and that's it. Cause you know, you can always get a toothbrush somewhere and whatever. Uh, and then you brought up the idea of vacation in a box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and I think that that, that's it. That's it. I, hate luggage i hate it i hate it i hate it i don't like carrying bulky things around i don't like having to pack for stuff and then having to i don't know navigate all of the like dirty clothes and everything i just want to like go somewhere with nothing at all and that's all that's just what i'm there with if i need to get something it's not like Oh, if I'm going someplace where I know that there's, I can't buy anything, that's a different story. But like, seriously, I don't want to, I don't want to have to go to the baggage carousel. I don't want to have to fight for space in the overhead compartment on a flight. Um, I just want, you know, whatever I can carry in a small bag. Also, I'm very much against wheelie luggage that you drag around with you everywhere the ground is disgusting and i don't want my stuff touching it bottom of my shoes that's it yeah um i have two things to say about Uh this first thing is you know how you look at hotel rooms and you're like oh that looks lovely and then you get there and you're like where the hell am i gonna put my luggage Mm-hmm. There's like not a place. There's like this collapsible like buffet, old tiny restaurant buffet, like rickety right. fabric metal tray that I'm supposed to put my suitcase on. Only it won't work when my suitcase is open. So if I'm going to stay here for less than, you know, three weeks, which obviously I am, I'm certainly not mm-hmm. unpacking my entire suitcase to put it in these drawers. And like my hang- parents like- do that. 
like what? they they like move they like move into a hotel essentially for like two nights. What? Yeah. No. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm not ever going to do that. Never. And so <laughs> I want there to be a place like maybe this isn't like a like a suitcase or a luggage innovation. It's just like a, a stay places innovation. There's got to be like a like a designated. This is where you put your open suitcase. Right. Yeah. That's not just sprawled out on the floor in some sort of weird twister maze where you can't like walk on anything. The floor is lava. The floor is lava. Right. Because that's all the floor space there is because they're trying to cram as many hotel rooms into this space as possible. Yeah. Like, ugh, blocking the emergency exits, I'm telling you. Okay, second thing about <laughs> rolly bags. When I went to school, I walked 15 miles in the snow. No, um... I carried my backpack on my back like a respectable right. kid. And I also carried a trumpet case and probably like, I don't know, a tennis racket or my softball mitt or roller skates. I don't even know. <laughs> and I see kids in the city hauling like roller backpacks. The and I'm disgusting like, are you city. kidding me? You've never even been to a library. You don't even touch physical books. You read stuff on your Kindle or your iPhone or your laptop. What could possibly be in your backpack that you can't carry that you have to roll it? Yeah. Kids these days. Gross. I know that there's going to be a large element of wanting to fit in with your peers, but when my daughter, who is only nine and a half months old but when she is in school i'm sure that she's going to want to do what the other kids are doing but like it's gonna be real tough for me to give in to something like one of those roller bags although i will say i really don't see those a lot out here oh my goodness probably because the kids can like get in the car right and and get dropped off at school it's like when you're walking for i guess blocks i walked pretty far i walked to get far. to school like especially junior high that was a pretty decent walk and it wasn't flat terrain it was pretty hilly especially uh, for iowa too yeah so anyway I don't kids know. these hey, days side note about this because now i'm yeah. off on all these rants did you ever paper your books Oh, yeah. With, like, inside-out grocery bags? Oh, yeah. What do kids do now? You tell me. You, uh, like, nannied for a teenager for, you know. They don't have books. That's what I'm telling you. They have no books. No. That's crazy. Everything was, uh, they got, like, school laptops so they had like their oh personal God. laptop at home and then their school laptop, which and then they would like log in to the school website to either get their homework and then submit it like there was almost no paper. Also, that's really fascinating and makes me barf all the time. That's crazy. Right? Like the only time I remember ever getting any kind of books for her was it's summer vacation I'm going to the south of France, and I'm going to be really bored. Let's buy a bunch of books. Well, I think also the situation that you're talking about, it's, I'll, I'll say, 
is that it's not like a public school situation. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there are plenty of schools that still use books because public like schools don't have money. Yeah, they've yeah. got to. I'll ask my brother. He's a public school teacher in Seattle. Yeah. Ask. Ooh, and then get back to me. Okay. Yeah. This has been like a whirlpool funnel of off topicness, but it's our <laughs> anniversary and we can do what we want. Louise, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Let's talk <laughs> challenges for the next episode. Let's do it. Uh, you got one for me? I had one, but I'm forgetting what it was. I'll tell you. It's anniversaries. <laughs> Let's take that again. My challenge for you for the next episode is anniversaries. Hey, Ta-da-da. hey, topical. So okay, cool. topical. What do cool, you got for cool. me? Landscaping. Ugh. I was supposed to work on my yard today. And I just like ran out of time. Granted, I watched three movies today. <laughs> I didn't I didn't go into work today. But um, yeah, uh, I did laundry and like other stuff, but I just didn't get to my outdoor responsibilities. But it's like the only person policing me on that is myself. The neighbors really right. don't care. Right. Yeah. I'm only doing it for them. When I do it. Right. Anyway, we'll if talk about that it. more on the next episode <laughs> of I Have a Great Idea, but I'll never do it. Thank you all for listening. Listen to our other episode, Louise, our other podcast, Louise It to Beaver. Uh, all the things we mentioned earlier. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts on our two-year anniversary episode, Louise? I can't believe that I still get this excited to do this with you because I really, really, really love it. And if you ever think to yourself, like, I'm not sure this is working. It's working for me, buddy. Oh, I absolutely love this. I wish we could do this every day. Although we'd run out of ideas really fast. I don't know. Creativity is a habit. It's true. I... Well, we will, I'm sure at some point, have opportunities to, like, knock a bunch of these out, and we'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, thank you for hanging out, and thank you all for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Don't see it happening.